0: Because here is the problem of our culture. We don't accept that the root cause of evil in this world is not out there with some evil god of mythology, but it's in here, in our hearts. So we want to blame the gods, just like Thor, Love and Thunder. Blame the gods, these selfish gods that run this wicked world. My friend, all those gods and mythologies were just invented from here because they're an outpouring from here meaning from our minds and our heart. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to The Andrew Roman Show. Man, I'm pumped that you've tuned in. If you haven't gotten the chance to listen to last week's episode, it was a lot of fun. We actually responded to some of the latest YouTube comments. Uh, Some were funny. And I say it's funny, not in the sense like they were actual jokes. They were just uh, very interesting comments to some of the videos that I've done. And then others were very serious as some people had objections that I, th- I believe that we responded to. And it was kind of great kind of first reactions type of uh, type of feeling in this video. So if you haven't already, go check it out uh, before this one. Just remember that in this show, we always try to say, hey, hey How does my faith apply in a relevant way today where I don't compromise truth, where I'm still able to stand up for truth, but it's also relevant? So how do I live my life with relevancy, but also defend my faith with reason? That's what this show is all about. So watch last week's episode. It's fun. It's interesting. Uh, Today, we're going to talk about the newest Thor movie and why it got it right and why it got it wrong in some parts. And I will try my best to keep it spoiler free because it is somewhat recent Uh, but before we get into that make sure subscribe force one of your friends to subscribe to the show as well Uh, if you haven't already subscribe on podcasts as well and write write a review five stars only you know we've been over that because we want more people to listen to this show hey have you watched the newest thor movie well we always kind of go deep in our episodes and today will be no exception to that Uh, i think thor love and thunder was a very telling picture Pun intended, because you know it's it's a motion picture. Anyways, anyways, enough with the puns. Um, it was a very telling picture of our cultural perception of God. You're like, man, Andrew, here you go, taking things deep. Yes, sir, that's just who I am. That's who I is. We gotta take things deep. If you don't want to take things deep, you're more than welcome to listen to a different show. But today we're gonna go and go more into detail in just a second. But for whatever it's worth, here's my spoiler-free review of the movie. If you've been watching the show for a long time, you know I, I'm a big Marvel fan. I love Marvel. And just being honest, it's not as good as Ragnarok, this one. Thor Ragnarok was like an amazing combination of serious and funny. I mean, they really won the lottery with that one because they were risking it, right? We hadn't seen that side of humorous Thor like ever really. We didn't really know it existed, but it paid off. I loved it. I, th- I know basically everyone I speak to a- to is Thor Ragnarok was the best Thor. Well, in this movie, it's just it's just too much. That's my like the plot interesting, very very dark, uh, which resulted in the really interesting villain, which we'll we'll talk about today. Uh, but the mixture of like humor and this dark was just a bit overkill and that is not to say that it wasn't funny cuz you know Thor Chris Hemsworth is funny Chris Pratt is funny everybody is is funny in that movie um but it was just too much like according to the director I never know how to say his name I think it's Taika? Taika? Something? In um, Natalie Portman, the movie was also going to be, like, so gay. They say, oh, yeah, so gay, so gay. If you watch the video, that's what they say. To the disappointment of the LGBT community, apparently it wasn't so gay. It wasn't gay enough. You know, they confirmed Valkyries that she was bisexual, and then they made the freaking Rock, not Rock Dwayne Johnson, but, um, hello, my na- No, wait, I got this, I got this. Hello, my name is Kog. I'm a rock... Yes, and apparently The Rock is gay as well. Not Dwayne Johnson, but me. Because I have two dads, and my two dads just hold hands, and then a baby rock appears out of nowhere. That's apparently the story of Cork, The Rock, The Gay Rock. Uh, it felt a little forced, I gotta, I gotta tell you. Like, I came out, out of watching that movie, like not even sure of what I thought about the movie, ever. So, yeah, that's my... I hope I, yeah, no, I don't think I spoil anything. It's, uh, I mean, if you want to go watch it, go watch it. I personally, I, you know, I saw a post the other day that said, Do you wish that Marvel would have ended like at Endgame? And honestly, I kind of do, because I just feel like it's just going downhill. We're trying, they're trying to force an agenda here, you know, political agenda and then this whole thing of LGBT issues. Uh, just really, really obvious. And it's very, very forceful. So, yeah, not as good as right the wrong. But, let me know what you think of the movie, if you end up watching it. What made this movie interesting for me was the main mission, the plot, and the character of the villain. Now, the villain, his name is Gore the God Butcher. He's a disillusioned former god worshiper, and he appears to be, at first, a very devoted follower, but because of pain and death that he experiences, he realizes that, guts. oh, I gotta sneeze. Wait, I promise I had to sneeze. <clears throat> okay, I think I'm good. Hey, this is an, an uncut podcast, man. I don't edit these things out. So we're talking about the goal, right? He he appears to be a very like devoted follower at first, but then because of like all this pain and, and suffering in the world, he realizes that God's just make empty promises. Actually, here's something that he says, quote, I had a daughter once. I put my faith in the higher power, hoping it would save her and she died. Now I understand. My daughter is the lucky one. She doesn't have to grow up in the world of suffering and pain run by wicked gods. With this realization, he states his mission, his goal. This is my vow. All gods will die. Shush. Gore echoes something that has been man's vow since the French Revolution. God must die. Even in the 1960s, the question was, is God dead? And the answer by many was yes, because since the supposed age of reason, and I say supposed age of reason because it's not like men and women, and I'm talking about the Enlightenment here, that men and women didn't like reason about life and religion and philosophy before that. Men have been in the quest to deify meaning get rid of the deities, right? De-deify any idea of, of deities in the universe. Science, the pursuit of truth, became scientism, the god butcher. Scientism is a worldview that declares all truth can only be known by science itself. That's right. We're not talking about like how the world works in a way, in a scientific way. No. All moral truth, philosophical truth, every empirical truth can only be known by science. Our society then has collapsed now into so, secularism and hedonism, which also are God-butchers. God In today's culture, these attacks on gods are not towards the gods of mythology. That, this is why I'm, taking, I'm doing this episode about this, because it's very telling of our culture today. These attacks are not against the gods of mythology. I mean, gosh, nobody believes that they exist. The attack is on the very belief on any supernatural power, I think, mostly directed at the God of the Bible. Gore's statements are just expressions of people's anger in in their idea of God. Look, I've talked with many people, maybe this may represent your idea, who, like Gore, think that because of the pain and suffering in this world, either God couldn't exist, or if he did exist, he'd just be evil. Or they agree with Gore when he says that the gods will use you, but they will never help you. There is no eternal reward for us, he says. The main attack of this movie is basically this. Stop believing in the supernatural. Stop believing in these gods. Give up. They will not deliver on their promises. Interestingly, here's where Gore has it right. This is my thought. Tell me what you think. But all these gods that he's talking about, because they go against everybody, right? He, he kills all these gods. Of course, he, he fights against Thor, the god of thunder. But whether it's Zeus, whether it's every other god that you can, you can imagine, all these gods he's talking about and rattling off about, they're all man-made. They're all actually the ultimate expression of a human desire or quality. The desire of power, sexual pleasure, evil, selfishness—the ultimate expression of that. Whether you see that with Zeus and the womanizer that he is, or Artemis, or was he was he a, was he a god, or Hercules, or whatever it is, in gods of mythologies, and whether it's the Greek, the Babylonians, the Egyptians, the um, the Romans, whatever it is, it's only the ultimate expression of some human desire or quality. So interestingly by attacking the gods of mythology you're only attacking the evil in mankind because these mythologies were invented by mankind to begin with. So here's what's most interesting. All gods of mythologies have been man-made gods. So we're actually mad with the gods that we have invented. I want you to I want that to sit through, and and you really think about what I'm talking about here. This whole movie is a rant against man-made gods. That's what it is, that all these gods that we have invented have failed us. Interestingly, though, is that today the mythologies continue. Okay, maybe there's not a man that believes in Zeus, but man won't ever get rid of their need for a god figure. Now, what Again, someone might not believe in the God of thunder or fertility, but the man-made gods have taken the throne again under just different names. Money, sex, power, fame. I mean, you name it. These are the same, which I believe are, are spiritual forces, demonic forces that utilize money, sex, power, and fame and then make him take the place of God, the one and only God, in order to then corrupt your life. So yes, maybe people don't believe that Zeus will answer all their prayers and and solve their their life, but they do believe that money will answer their prayers and solve their life. They do believe that more sex will, will be what they need to fulfill them, that more power is what they need to satisfy them, and that the newest thing today that has taken the throne of God in our culture is the self. That's right. Our very self, it's not just this abstract idea of money now or even sex or power. It's the self we are now playing God. We're trying to recreate ourselves, recreate our gender, recreate our sex. Now you have a small wave of what's called transhumanism, right? People who now identify as human part machine, human part dog, human part cat. What is going on? All these are man-made God's just like mythologies. And this all leads to an infinite loop of dissatisfaction with what humanity can offer. I really would like for this to sit in and for us to grasp what I believe God is showing me is we are in in mankind right now, we are disillusioned with ourselves. That's right. We're disillusioned with ourselves. Humans say, The gods won't give you what you need. That's right. Those are the gods that humans created to begin with. So the fault doesn't lie in this creative imagination, but in the authors of that creative imagination, which is humanity. Because mythologies continue, look, we might not believe in Zeus and create these stories about the Odyssey and the Iliad, but we're out here creating comics and movies because we want there to be this supernatural, we want there to be this beyond human, because we're just not enough. That's hard to take in, I get it, but like I said, here's where Gore got it right, and I actually agree with him. All these man-made gods should die. All these demonic forces that are elevating these money, sex, and everything in our culture, gone. They should die. In the movie, Gore says that the gods will use you, but they will not help you. That there is no eternal reward for us. I agree. The demonic forces in the fake gods that we try to create over our lives, my friend, they will not help you. They will only use you. There is no satisfaction for you. There is no reward for you. And maybe there's someone here listening to this that there's something that you have placed in the place of God, of the Bible, which we will talk about that there in a second. This is where Thor got it wrong. But you have placed something in, in that place that only belongs to God. And it is acting as a false God over your life. It could be yourself. You're so convinced about your opinions. You, yourself, it's all about what you feel. It's all about you and you and you that you have taken that place. Maybe it's something else. Maybe it's people's approval. Maybe it's friends or maybe it's the love of of anybody that can offer you that. Whatever it is, if you've taken that, my friend, it will not help you It will use you and there is no eternal reward for you. There is no reward. There will be no satisfaction because here is the problem of our culture. We don't accept that the root cause of evil in this world is not out there with some evil God of mythology, but it's in here, in our hearts. So we want to blame the gods, just like Thor, Love and Thunder. Blame the gods, these selfish gods that run this wicked world. My friend, all those gods and mythologies were just invented from here because they're an outpouring from here, meaning from our minds and our heart. We are not the answer to our problems. We, in fact, are the problem to, uh, to our problems. Now, I'm not saying that there's no good in, in humanity, obviously that there is, but I am saying that there are some bad news, and the bad news is we're not the answer, but this would be terrible news if there weren't at least some good news to it. And, and there are, there are good news, and this is where the movie got it way wrong, because I believe that this is just an, this movie, right, it's a, it's a moving picture or an illustration of, I think it's really just a humanist idea of the universe. We gotta, we're disappointed with these ideas of gods that we try to serve and they don't care about us. They don't save people that we want. They're they're the reason and cause of all this suffering. They won't do anything. And all these are attacks on, I I believe they're attacks on just a false caricature of the God of the Bible. This is where it has it wrong. None of these attacks actually apply to the only God that actually exists. They all apply to the man-made gods that we've created. But the ultimate God that actually exists, these just fall short, my, my friend. Because none of these attacks even apply to this. Because I want to tell you something maybe you've never thought about. In the beginning, in the Judeo-Christian worldview, when you're talking in the beginning God created that very statement actually de-deifies the universe. That's right. The first people to try to get rid of all the gods out there weren't the secularists thinking in the, I would say that it was the 17th century, late 17th century with, with the Age of Enlightenment. No, it was actually the Jewish people because by claiming that there's one all-powerful God and there is none other, they de-deified the universe. The Jewish people back in the days of Moses, back in the days when they were writing the the, the account of Genesis, this statement that God created the universe in the beginning, that the universe wasn't a, a an accident from a battle or wasn't the, the consequence of some eternal struggle of powers between the gods or that humanity wasn't a birth child of some weird god with a relationship with that other weird god and we just were born and then the evil demonic were the stepbrothers of, you know you know how mythologies get, there are the weirdest thing in the world because the Jewish people lived in the day of comic books. They lived in the day of God, love, and thunder when there was all these ideas of all these fake gods, but they told the truth. There is one. There is one all-powerful God And that all-powerful God doesn't share itself its power with any other lower supernatural being. So, I agree. All these false gods have to die. They got to go. But the movie has it wrong because all these attacks don't even reach the God of the Bible. The God of the Bible is so beyond what all these attacks try to make him look as as this selfish, evil God who doesn't really care about his followers, who's responsible for all the evil in the world. My friend, maybe your theology is a little whack. uh, Or maybe you haven't studied a lot about who the God of the Bible is. But this God is so beyond everything that he created everything. In fact, he is not part of nature. He's actually separate from His creation. He is creator and there is creation. They're not one in the same. They're not like these gods, half human, half God, who knows what. No, no, no. This God is not dependent on humanity. Did you know that? Maybe you didn't know that because, I don't know, our culture is kind of weird and we feel like this whole story is about us. Um, God's not dependent on you. That's right. God doesn't like being like, oh my gosh, where's my daily worship for my followers? No, God is self-sufficient, bro. He didn't need us. In fact, he created us because he wanted us, not because it was a, a, a fulfilled, a need in him. No, he was in perfect unity within within the Trinity. God is perfect unity. He created us because he wanted us, not because he needed us. And a lot of people don't understand that. They think that the God of the universe is this, and this is, I think, a... a a consequence of of new atheism attacks on on the God of the Bible, but God is not dependent on humanity. There is in fact no evil in Him. There's an awesome verse in Psalm 50:12, where this is kind of God speaking. Again, this is kind of an analogy, but He's saying, "If I were hungry, I would not tell you, for the world is mine, and all that is in it. Like basically, bro, you got nothing on me. That's what God is saying. Uh, I'm God. You're not." So the God of the Bible isn't a selfish, evil, man-made God who desires to use people. He's the very opposite. He's a selfless, all-powerful, generous God who desires to save people from the problem. And that problem is sin. We are not the answer, but he is. So Thor has it wrong and has it right. Has it right that yes, all the man-made gods, all the fake gods that we have created by created meaning we have invented since the age of the dawn of time with the millennia and marduk and all these weird gods to to today's age where we believe that money sex fame whatever it is prestige will solve our lives or we ourselves can play god all those gods must go down the drain my friend because none of it will ever satisfy you because none of them are actually god there's only one god And as I said, he's selfless and he's generous and he's also true. He desires to save people from the problem. That is sin, my friend. We are not the answer, but he is. We'll see you in the next episode of the Andrew Omoso.